She's Tori. And he's Nick. And this is I Want to Rewatch. An X-Files adjacent podcast. In search of... The Swamp Monster. This episode's story is by Cliff Holscher, and the narration is by Robert L. Long. It was produced by Robert L. Long and edited by Art Stafford with assistance by March Kessler. The series is hosted and narrated by Leonard Nimoy and originally aired on Saturday, March 4th, 1978. Swamps inspire fear in many minds. Dark and damp, they are full of mystery and creatures that slither in the mud. An experienced guide entered Louisiana's Honey Island Swamp one fall day in 1973. The outing would become the stuff nightmares are made of. Normally, the trek held few terrors for the guide. Even the lethal alligator was rarely a problem for an experienced outdoorsman. The guide would discover something else lurking in these quiet waters. Something that struck his boat. Ah! That sounds scary. (laughs) Is it possible that an unknown creature lives on the edge of man's civilized world? The Honey Island Swamp is only an hour's drive from New Orleans. Once entered, however, it is the forest primeval. Deep within the Honey Island Swamp, a creature described as half-man and half-beast has been tracked. For the hunter, as well as the hunted, the search is a dangerous game. (gasps) In search of the swamp monster! My theory and conjecture, so... Mm -hmm. Yep. I do like that line. Normally, the trek held few terrors for the guide. So there's always a few terrors. Like, that's fine. You know, a few. <laughs> I, mean, are, it's, it's I expect a, a few, but I, I like that. There's actually a lot of um, lines in here that I'm like, oh, man, you are just writing, writing, writing. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. The only thing I remember from this episode, aside from, like, snoring, is Himalayas. So. I know. When he first said that, I was like... <laughs> Is that a, a different mountain range? And then I was like, oh, no, he means the Himalayas. He's just saying yeah. it weird. Yeah. So we start out and we learn about that, you know, there are yetis in the Himalayas. And then we see our old pal Peter Byrne and the Pacific Northwest from our Bigfoot episode, season one, episode five. And then we see the dumbass miners in what is now called Ape Canyon near Mount St. Helens, which was also from the Bigfoot episode. And then... The urbane and colorful city of New Orleans. Ooh. Sounds fancy. Yeah. But less than 40 miles from the Superdome of Hurricane Katrina infamy and now Caesar Superdome, concrete and steel give way to wilderness. This is the Honey Island Swamp. We're told it's 27,000 acres of swampy swampitude. Actually, it's about 70,000 acres, according to the Internet, with approximately half of it being in the Pearl River Wildlife Management Area, which is managed by the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. So it's federal land. Nice. And then we go to the small town of Covington, Louisiana, and we meet Ted Williams. Not that Ted Williams. Different Ted (laughs) Williams. Yeah. So 
And he tells us about when he saw the creature. He saw it a couple times. Um, one time it was like by the edge of some trees. Another time there were like two of them swimming. And uh, Ooh, so, creepy. Yeah, and he said he probably would have shot one of them, but it seemed too much like a human. He couldn't tell, so he didn't want to. So that's kind of a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then he also says that like he doesn't really like to talk about it because people think that he's a liar and no one wants to be called a liar. So that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Then we meet Harlan Ford, who is a retired air traffic controller and hunter, monster hunter. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And he tells a pretty standard boring story about him and his friend seeing the creature, blah, blah, blah. His friend's apparently a bad shot because he shot at him and then they went back and there was no blood. So the creature got away. So Yeah, because they, they were like, they were pretty sure that they had killed one and they went to look for the body and it was like not there. Yeah, same thing with the miners, too. The miners did the same thing, supposedly. So the yeah. Papa shot one out of a tree, and then went back, and there was none. So Yeah. Yep. Same old story, same old story. Men are hunting the creature with guns. It seems unlikely the next encounter will be a peaceful one. <sighs> if finally cornered, what will the creature do? Then it's commercial. And there's some hard cuts on this commercial break. Whew, man. <laughs> so... Also, you're thinking, wow, commercial already? And yeah, because this episode, not a lot. So No, because like the first 10 minutes or whatever was like Himalayas, Yeti, and then like rehashing the Bigfoot stuff, which is all stuff we saw in the Bigfoot episode. So it was like, I've already seen this. And then you get to New Orleans and you're like, woo! But then they go to Covington, which fine. But like, that's pretty boring because we don't really hear much. And then it's like, okay, commercial. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving you guys a lot of boring details from some stories is what I'm doing, basically. Yeah, they're not good stories. They're not. No. Like, I can't believe you're going to do a whole episode on this creature and you can't find someone who has a really compelling story. Well, the thing is, is they kind of did, but we'll but get into guy that. Didn't, yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. He, didn't give, he didn't give the story that's good. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Honey Island Swamp has been largely ignored by men and seemingly forgotten by time. So then we get more Harlan Ford telling more stories, and they're like tracking, and they find some footprints, and then we see a bunch of plaster foot casts that look like they're made by a slea stack or something, like yeah, toad monster kind of action. And then we meet Michael Nahi, who is a Louisiana makeup artist, and he's made like what the creature might look like, and so he's got like foot boots and like gloves and a mask, and. Like, the pictures have three toes. I've read the creature supposedly has four toes. I don't know if there's, like, a little, like, thumb toe missing or if there's, like, a claw in the back there counting as a toe. But then, like, the glove has, like, four fingers and a thumb. And so I don't know how many, like, appendages this creature is supposed to have. They should technically match, like, hands and feet, but hmm, whatever. I'm also wondering why it's hairy because apparently it's really hairy like a Bigfoot, but it's all gray hair. And I'm thinking hair would be a nightmare in the swamp, dude. Like, that would just be horrible. Yeah, I mean, it could be, like, really hardy fur, but even still. Yeah, it's going to be gross. Anyway, then we meet Major Gavin Storter, who is an Army Ranger and specialist in swamp survival. 
I don't know if the army does a lot of swamp warfare, but I mean, maybe like swamp slash jungle overlap. And this is the 70s, so jungle warfare was a big deal. Um, we lost. Anyway, he makes no mention of water. He's talking about like, well, the key thing I would be concerned with would be the plants and the vegetation and being able to find food. And, you know, doesn't talk about water at all. And I'm thinking like he's walking around all this water that's all gross and green and stuff. And I'm thinking you might want some water. Is this but, the guy who like picks up the snake and is doing me? Yeah, he's he's snake? eating like the palm hard, so he's having trouble getting out of the ground. And yeah. then yeah, he picks up the snake and holds it for way too long because we spend like four minutes with this dude, and it's way longer than we need to spend with this dude. No, he doesn't tell us anything. He's just like the entire point of this segment is like if this creature existed, how would it survive? And it's mm-hmm. like it would eat things. Like what? Why do we need this? Yeah, because the premise <laughs> is like if a human could survive in the swamp without fire. Then the creature would be able to. So they get this dude saying like, yeah, I totally could. But anyway, whatever. Then we meet Harry Ford and his wife. And there's no mention if he is related to Harlan Ford, though I'm guessing probably so. Just because small town, two yeah. Fords. Yeah, possibly he's not, but I think probably he is. Anyway, um, there's excessive use of the roaring sound effects and possibly yes. the most ridiculous reenactment I have ever seen in my entire oh life. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> no, it's completely absurd. It's like we see them lighting fires and they're like hiding in the middle of the, I don't know. It's stupid. The whole thing is dumb. Well, and, I was and I'm pretty sure the person playing his wife is a dude in a wig and it's just like walking around, like grabbing their hair all the time. Like, oh, my God, putting their hands on their head. And like, oh, 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 it's like like Harpo Marx or something. It's ridiculous anyway. Yeah, it's pretty but, bad. Yeah. Who or what was it that terrorized the Fords that night in the swamp? No one really knows. If we are on a collision course, man and monster, then it will be tragic for both. It would be a pity if it took such a tragedy to finally solve the mystery of the Honey Island monster. <gasps> Commercial. Yeah. Again, we're really sparing you guys. Trust yeah, me. I mean, this episode so. really doesn't have any substance. So I was this, so yeah. looking forward to this episode because we haven't had, like, we've been talking about like, the secrets of life and immortality. And finally, we get like a swamp monster. And I'm like, fuck yeah, a swamp monster. Mm hmm. I know it's very boring. Yeah. I don't know how you make it. <laughs> I don't know how you make an episode about a swamp monster boring, but they did. <laughs> yeah, so boring that you're yawning while we're talking about it. I know, I so. know. Well, I've also had a very <laughs> long week. I'm pretty exhausted, so I don't know if that really speaks to the episode. But <laughs> mankind may have evolved from a swamp like this eons ago. Perhaps we left part of ourselves behind. <gasps> I'm pretty sure humans did not evolve in swamps, but I could no, be. wasn't there. Really. So, no. And then we get more Harlan Ford, and he's talking. And basically, the one thing that I like that he says, he's like, I'm not going to call it a monster. I just don't know what it is. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that's good. We've talked about that before, like calling things creatures and monsters when, if anything, they're like, you know, either like, proto-humans or just animals which i mean that's what humans are humans are animals so Mm -hmm. that was kind of cool it is easier to explain the existence of a hitherto unknown creature in honey island swamp than understand the apparent indifference of scientists to evidence and eyewitness accounts 
What is needed is a thorough and objective search for the man-like creature that has been reported here. Although we are not going to do that today on In Search Of. <laughs> Seems kind of like a miss. But anyway. It will not further our progress to turn our backs on what may well be our past. <gasps> and then it's over. Yeah. So, yeah. This is a, this is a short one, guys. Sorry. Um, yeah, I like how they get, they get a little scoldy. They were a little scoldy earlier, too. But now they're kind of scoldy. Like, scientists don't want to pay attention to this. <laughs> Why? These people have evidence and valid stories. Yeah, which we hear like none of. So great. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, I guess we did see the imprints of the footprints or whatever, the tracks, but that's about it. And even yeah, that was the kind plaster of cast. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Little three toes. They, I, I, I don't know what alligator prints look like, but they're longer. Obviously, alligators wouldn't be long like that. But yeah, they're like little three toed. A couple of them had like some weirdness. Like maybe there's like a little like thumb thing on the side, you know, like a. Velociraptor has like kind of like a thumb sort of thing. I think most mm -hmm. animals like dinosaurs like had that kind of little vestigial thumb thing on their feet kind of claw. I mean like dogs and cats do too. Yes. Usually. So they're little thumbs. So maybe it has those. I mean that's, that's where they're getting the four from. But I don't know. Yeah. It was boring. It was super boring. I was so disappointed. So also, I don't know if the guide in the opening narration is supposed to be Harlan Ford. Because he's never mentioned the guy in the episode. He's just called, like, a retired air traffic controller and a hunter. And the guide story is way better than what we get in the episode from Ford. Like, the creature attacked his boat. Like, that's crazy. Right? Yeah, that is crazy. So, and then Ford didn't even give one of his good stories. Like, he apparently first witnessed the creature in 1963. Him and his buddy were, like, like I guess he, like, flies over the swamp looking for good places to hunt. So he like has like a little plane that he does and he saw like a clearing, which would be like a good place to make a camp like deeper in the swamp. But it turned out they would have to like boat halfway there and then walk the other halfway there to get there to like set up camp. So they were like stalking the camp and they saw a creature like bent down and apparently it was like drinking or maybe like eating an animal or something like that. And then they shot at it and it stood up on two legs, even though it had been down on all fours. So they didn't realize it was like, a humanoid kind of person. They just thought it was like a big something. And then it ran. Uh -huh. So they were like, whoa. And then he had been trying to find it. So we went back, he went back 10 years later. And I think he was with the same buddy again. And they saw another creature all hunched over something. And so they went to the spot and the creature was gone. But there was like a wild boar there that was all torn apart. Like it had killed the boar and was eating it. Oh, wow. We don't get either of those stories. Yeah, I mean, why not? Those are the stories you want to hear. Like, you want to hear about people who've seen it up close and personal and, like, what they saw. Yeah, you don't go on television and not use your A material, because if you do, it is boring. Right. Yeah. Also, the Rougarou and the Skunk Ape are far more interesting and have much more history than the Honey Island Swamp Monster. And then remember we had the, the Paramafe from the Spanish Moss Murders on Colchek? Mm -hmm. That was also, like, a swamp creature. So... I was coming mm -hmm. into this. I honestly had never heard of the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Mm -hmm. I kind of assumed it was going to be a Rougarou or a Skunk Ape. The Rougarou is kind of a Louisiana thing because it's kind of a French Cajun sort of thing. Right. And I think the Skunk Ape is more Florida. So okay. I didn't know I didn't know where we were going to be. I just knew we were going to do a Swamp Monster. So I was like, ooh, Swamp Monster. So there is apparently a theory, though, that I found that was not mentioned on In Search Of, and probably for good reason, that the Honey Island Swamp Monster is a result of an escaped circus chimpanzee fucking a swamp gator. And the offspring is the monster. 
or vice oh. versa. I mean, maybe the swamp gator. I, had sex I with the don't chimpanzee. know that they Didn't could know. produce offspring. I mean, even if they did, I'm assuming it would be sterile because, like, we do know yeah. that you can cross species. But then you can cross species like that, though. That, I mean, I'm not a biologist, but I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. I just think the mechanics of that intercourse would be more problematic than like the genetics but um yeah either way i don't see that happening although an escaped chimpanzee actually does make a lot of sense because maybe they're seeing a chimp who's like covered in grime from the swamp yeah although they keep saying it's like 400 pounds based on how deep the prints are and like they're like it's seven feet tall it's eight feet tall they're always like giant and i'm thinking like even the bigfoot i'm like i bet it would actually be smaller because you know like that's a lot of calories you got to consume to keep maintain that size so but i don't know i'm not a biologist so yeah yeah again not a biologist not a scientist we're just watching a show from the 70s and uh yeah but apparently a it. traveling circus like <laughs> did like wreck in like 1920 and some chimpanzees escaped so yeah so maybe they're just chimps and people are just seeing chimps and then exaggerating it in their minds or something maybe i don't know that's my theory i'm sticking to it or maybe the fake <laughs> Could be. I'm going to be so. scully about it and be like, no, they're chimps. <laughs> they're just chimps, Mulder. I don't know why you think these are monsters. Well, they don't bring this. Well, I guess they can't bring this up in the episode because it doesn't happen until after. So Harlan Ford died in 1980. And then eventually his granddaughter got a tape. And I'm going to talk about her in a little bit. But she got a tape of film that he apparently had been like holding on to and never shown anybody, which most people watching it are kind of like, it could be something. The more skeptical bent of them are like, he was just trying to remake the Patterson film and it's a dude like in a, I'm not sure how you say it, like in a ghillie suit, you know, like the the ones that like the hunters wear that's all like Yeah, fringy. yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it looks like, apparently it looks like something like that. I did some searches, I saw some pictures of it, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look much, but when you're looking at it, you're like, oh, it does kind of match the Patterson film of like, so some people think that him and his buddy were just decided to like, Although they didn't cash in on it. So maybe they did it and realized it wasn't that great. And that's why he hit it. I don't know. There's no reason why he never showed anybody that's known. So. Right. That would make sense, though. Because if you do something and you're like, meh, that's actually not that convincing. You might just shelve it and be like, you never, never mind. Yeah. I don't need the news crews scrutinizing this. I don't need people on the Internet in 50 years when the Internet is invented. <laughs> Wait, what is this, the 70s? In 20 years when the Internet is invented, scrutinizing this and calling me an idiot. Or a faker. Yeah. But sightings apparently did increase following this episode of In Search Of. Go figure. Yeah, that that happens. You get on national television and suddenly more people see your monster. Mm -hmm. So, um, as I mentioned, his granddaughter, she has monetized the Honey Island Swamp Monster. She's got books and documentaries and all that kind of stuff going on. She kind of reminds me a little of Alexandra Holzer a little bit as far as that, like, you know, monetizing your relatives stuff mm-hmm. so oh and by the way i learned that she did appear on at least one episode of the holter files Alexander oh, Holter. Okay. i watched the clip god help me i watched the clip and it wasn't good but she is in it and then she is actually the driving force behind the show because like one of the taglines is like she has opened her father's files to the public so and i'm like he wrote like over 100 books like his files are already open like we know what he did so yeah but yeah so apparently she's on at least one episode I did see a clip with her on it. So, nice. and I don't know if all the episodes are that god awful, like black and white, 
like night vision shit, but man, I cannot watch too much no, of that. Without just being, every clip ugh. I've seen from the Holzer files is just like ridiculous. And I'm like, I can't even try to take this seriously. So, yeah. So I'm pretty sure. I mean, I originally thought it was unwatchable. Like, I didn't watch it. You watched it a little bit. I finally broke down and watched some. It was unwatchable. However, I found this show called Boogeyman Monsters Among Us that's on Tubi. And fuck, I might have to go watch all of these because they oh, have really? an episode. <laughs> season one episode 18 on the honey swamp monster and i watched this episode they're so like they're like so like i guess they're hour episodes right because it's like 40 something minutes so you figure had commercials right but i think this whole thing might be like low-key shit talking the topics like they're like you know like making fun of this stuff without people realizing they're making fun of it like the <laughs> like the granddaughter is in this episode and then they have this eyewitness guy that he has to like be like an inserted chaos agent because he is so ridiculous and so stupid that you're like, this person is not real. This has got to be <laughs> someone just fucking with people. And so I might have to go and watch the show. I don't know, but it was pretty good. So there's a link in the show notes for Boogeyman Monsters Among Us season one, episode 18. So yeah, it's just, and that's where I learned about the, uh, well, actually I saw it on the computer too, but they all, they mentioned the, um, the chimp story they, as just an aside. They kind of, it's been like, 10 seconds on it maybe and then the right. daughter's even like and also there's like a government facility like 40 miles away so it might be an alien no one knows and so <laughs> i'm not like, i'm just like holy shit okay oh, but yeah. God. So, oh, yeah i don't think there's an x-files episode about this but now i wish there was no maybe but yeah is. this i might have to go check out some other episodes of this show because this okay. one was pretty entertaining boogeymen monsters among us yeah like i said link in the show notes so apparently and for I got to watch, I don't know if there's commercials or not. It's like I said, it's on Tubi, which I think I've heard of, but I've never used. But there were like no commercials. It was just like, here's the whole episode. Boom, you can watch the whole thing. And I was like, shit. So, yeah, nice. I don't know. But yeah, so they have at least 18 episodes and maybe more. So, yeah. And that's it. Like I said, this one was boring, guys. I'm sorry. but Yeah, it was. It was. And it sucks when it's like an exciting topic because there are so many topics on here where we're just like, okay, I guess we can talk about ancient visitors or whatever it is, ancient traveler. I don't even know. But like some of them are just so we're like, oh, earthquakes. Sure. Why not? And then you get one that's like, okay, swamp monster. I'm into yeah. this. And then you watch it and you're like, it's half of it is like retread footage and the other half is nothing. And you're like, that was a waste of my time. Thank you. Although Leonard Nimoy did have a very cool 70s suit. I don't know. I just really love the 70s aesthetic. And like, he's like walking through some trees that are obviously not swamp. And he's like talking. And I'm like, that's about the best part of the episode, to be honest. I don't know. I was, it's one of his less impressive outfits. I mean, it's not impressive, but it just looks really good. And I just really love 70s fashion was just It's cool. a Canadian tuxedo. He's got like um denim pants and a denim jacket and a shirt. <laughs> that's what he's wearing. Yeah, it looks good. So, it looks good on okay. him. Okay. Yeah. I just I love Leonard Nimoy. I gotta say, he's getting me through these bad episodes because I'm like, okay. well, at least Leonard. Yeah, I mean, there's there's basically like th three types of disappointment that we've come across so far. <laughs> there, there's the um, I mean, there have been some good ones too, but like of the disappointment sure. ones. So there are the ones that are like just straight up, you're like, yeah, okay, like earthquakes, killer bees, which we're gonna talk about later at some point today. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's those, right? You're just like, okay, whatever. And then there's the ones that are like ancient voices. And you're like, oh my God. And this is about like plants or like people who built rock things that look like crap and are supposedly supposed to be from Crete or whatever. You're like, okay, this is disappointing. 
And then there's the ones like this. You're like, oh, this topic sounds amazing. And they actually talk about the topic you think they're going to talk about, but it's just boring as fuck. So Yeah. It's just they don't give you anything needy or interesting about it at all. And you're like, how did somebody write an entire script and not include anything yeah. that's worth saying? About it's also this? weird. But like anyway. the dude didn't like a, the guy didn't bring his A material. Like he didn't talk about his good stories. Right. And it's weird because it's like if you're the producer and you've gotten this guy to come on your show, you must have heard these mm-hmm. stories because that's why he's on your show. So why aren't you filming those stories? Get this guy to sit down, get some interviews like. Get some footage, have him tell you, and then you can splice them in. I don't know. It just it doesn't make I mean, I've only done minor television production for news and stuff. I've definitely done it. And like one thing you do is make sure they tell you the good stuff so you have the good stuff on tape. Like mm-hmm. I just don't understand. It's not hard. It's not yeah. a hard part of the job. Well, it's like <laughs> they did the same thing on that. They, I mean, I don't know how often this has happened because you only know about the ones you know about, right? But like in the Loch Ness Monster episode, remember, they showed that one picture like of the flipper and they talk about the picture and then they go away. And then later they're talking to dudes and they give the boring story about like we were all drinking some coffee and then we saw something. We thought it was a boat and then none of us had our cameras. And so, but oh, well, it turned out it wasn't a boat. It was a creature. And then it turns out the dude that's telling them that story is the guy who took that photo like the, the year before. And you're like, right, and you're like, why aren't you talking about that, that instead? Exactly. Like that's, <laughs> I don't know. I, whoever, I, I feel like this show was produced by a couple dudes who sat around and smoked a lot of weed, <laughs> and then were like, "Hey, you know, it'd be cool." And then they get people on, and they're just not very good at what they're doing, and so they film this stuff. And I don't know if it's an editing problem or if they're just not getting the footage and like the stories on film. I'm guessing not. Like this is a great story, but it's too long. We only got 22 minutes. We're going to use this other story that sucks. And like well, I don't know. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I don't either. It's it's baffling to me. I would love to go back in time. It would be a waste of a time machine visit. But like <laughs> I don't know. I'd love to just go back and like hang out on set with them and figure out how this show is being produced and who is making these decisions yeah i don't know and what leonard nimoy is getting paid for this narration <laughs> that they don't even bother to like make sure he's pronouncing words correctly i don't know I'm, I'm guessing it's a decent amount of money i'm also curious how much like literal time he spent doing this because like right if he, you just, like, like, he's, like he's not like always in the same and... outfit right but like, like okay now we need to do one for this episode can you change clothes and then we're gonna okay, now we're gonna go film like a couple here in this woods and so right. bring like three outfits and then we're going to do a couple of, yeah, I don't know. So I can't yeah. imagine it took very long. I'm sure he probably spent like a couple of weeks doing like a whole season. If that, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But that's the, I will keep wanting to say the honey badger. That's the, <laughs> the honey <laughs> Island swamp monster. I mean, honey badger might've been more interesting, but anyway, I Want to Rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick and recorded in collaboration with Black Cat and Orange Tuxedo Studios. Episode production design and editing is by Lazy M Productions. Our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz, And the truth is what we make of it by the agrarians. I Want to Rewatch is where we talk about the X-Files as well as what we like to call X-Files adjacent television and films. If you like what we're doing, you should tell a friend. We'd love to have them join us. Speaking of which, be sure to join us next time. Together, we'll try to figure out if if the the truth truth is still still out there. there.
swamp since. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I don't know. My brain just kind of like broke in the middle of that. (laughs) All right, hold on, hold on. Right out of the gate. Boom. I'm just like, oh God. Okay, I can do this. (sighs) All right. 